This is the 407th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter for the AJC. We have a special episode for you today coming from Miami, where the Falcons are partaking in a joint practice with the Miami Dolphins. We're going to hear from Coach uh, Arthur Smith, cornerback A.J. Terrell, and general manager Terry Fontenot as the Falcons try to get ready here for their exhibition season opener on Friday against the Miami Dolphins at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, one of the big topics around the league is, uh, you know, how to pay running backs, when to pay running backs, when not to pay running backs. The Falcons drafted one eighth overall. They'll be going down that road here a little bit later on. But here's what Terry Fontenot had to say about the running back situation around the league. Yeah, so we talk a lot about positionless football. And, you know, we really can't speak for other people's buildings and what they're doing because you just don't have all the information. You, you don't know exactly why they're making the decisions they're making in other buildings. But here we, we look at it as, hey, it's, we don't look at, at, at what position they play. We look at who they are, not what who. And, and, and that's where whether you're a guard or a safety or there are some positions that some people might say you, don't, you shouldn't pay a lot of money to, but we look at who are they as individuals and what are they really bringing to our team. Do we have a clear vision of how they're going to really affect this team? And, and we're not going to put someone in a bucket of a particular position. It depends on who they are and if they're going to help us win championships and we don't mind paying them. All right, that's Terry Fontenot's philosophy, kind of uh, shaped from his days with Mickey Loomis with the Saints. And if you produce, they're going to pay. Is what uh, I'm hearing there from the general manager. Now, owner Arthur Blank made a point to say, hey, this is year three of a three-year plan and, you know, expects the team to do better than 7-10 and 10 this year. Here's Terry Fontenot's take on being in year three of their three-year plan. And plus, he goes to church on us there at the end. So here, here's Terry Fontenot. It's really exciting, and, and look, we, we obviously appreciate Arthur and um, his mindset. He wants to win in the worst way, and yet 
He's obviously a really smart businessman that understands um, patience and, and plans, and, and so he's been so supportive, and um, we want for nothing. And But we feel really good about where we are, and, and it was a transition the last couple of years, and it's really challenging because you're working hard to win games, and yet you know you have to clean up the cap, and there's some, some, some tough decisions that you have to make. But we believe we needed to lay the right foundation and, and establish that winning culture, and we believe we have a really competitive football team and excited to be in year three. This feels weird. I, I've never stood up and had that. I feel like I'm a pastor in the church. <laughs> You know what I mean? I feel like I need a Bible and I need a... <laughs> I've never... I'm used to sitting down. Yeah, I need to... Yeah. <laughs> like it's a congregation. <laughs> it's, my, it's my deacon right there. He's up the offering. He's been doing the He pointed to me as his deacon. And uh, I've played along and passed the hat around <laughs> to uh, collect the uh, offerings. But, yeah, so we have a little fun with it sometimes. He gets a longer training camp. But that was Terry Fontenot on a three-year plan and then on feeling like he was in church because he was standing at the podium preaching to the to the media there. So, hey, that gets us caught up to the joint practices here. The Falcons uh, took Monday off. They were, they were going to try to practice at one point on their original schedule, but they uh, didn't. They tried to get down here by two, got delayed. So that was a good thing. They probably didn't want to rush at all. Uh, but, yeah, the thunderstorms across the south were tough. But they got on the field this morning. They were out first. Then the Dolphins came out. Uh, the intensity was there without the fighting and so forth. So a lot of good work was uh, had by both teams. And here's what Coach Arthur Smith had to say about uh, the practices today between the Falcons and the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, Coach looked like uh, got a lot of good work out there today. How you feel? Uh, things great, and our guys were uh, rolling. Um, good to get out here in the heat, and uh, good work. You know, excited to go in there and see the, see the film. Obviously, you're only on one field, mm -hmm. so I need to go uh, you know watch the tape. But uh, I thought overall we got really good work. Mm -hmm. Offensively, we 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 we, uh, we got the defense. How did the offense do? Um, Reds on at the end. And yeah, it was good. You know, we worked some situational stuff, and then we you know we were. Going down there to kick a field goal and working that situation at the end, got the ball down there. Uh, when one, you know, one for two on the kick, but there's some times so that we still had to go out and play defense. But it's good to work those situations in the game. Um, I mean, on the first drive, obviously we made the kick. But uh, again, I got to go look, look at the other side. It felt really competitive. Uh, there was no really any BS or anything like that. So good, good day. Now, just how the way practice broke down today, the ones on, on defense were going against Miami's ones, the Falcons' ones were going against the Dolphins' ones on the far field. So you kind of had to, like, you know, had your binoculars to watch most of the plays. But uh, our guy Adam Beasley, formerly of the Miami Herald, he had a better, I think he had a better eye on Ritter. He thought uh, Ritter threw a bunch of check downs. I saw him hit Cal Pitts over the middle. The one big pass was a Tyler Heineke down the field to Josh Ali. And so, you know, we wanted to know from Arthur Smith on how Ritter played in his joint practice against the Miami Dolphins. Oh, all over the place. I mean, his command, I mean, we put a lot of stuff on our quarterbacks. I mean, so there are a lot of stuff we ask him to do uh, pre-snap that I think he handles really well. Um, I mean, obviously his number one job is to move the team down the field. And I think he's done a decent job at that and keep working on all the things, all the little things. But uh, his command's been really, really good. 
Now, um, they did get a little better result at the end of the uh, two-minute drill here today. They got in position for two field goals. They made the first one with, with uh, Ritter's drive. And uh, as you all know, they've been uh, ending those drives and interceptions uh, up at uh, Flowery Branch. So that was a step forward, some progress there. Now, uh, here's what Arthur Smith had to say on coaching Taylor Henneke. Taylor's a fun player to work with. Um, the guys, you know, he's, he's had a lot of success in his league. He, he's a, considered kind of a gunslinger. You get back there and give him some time to operate, you know, he can pick you apart. Um, it's been a good addition to that room. I think all three of those guys have good chemistry. I think it's important in a quarterback room with, with Dez and Taylor and Logan. So it's been fun to have him. Well, you know, the um, Falcons have definitely improved on um, both sides of the ball. A lot of people, uh, they, they don't have them rated very high because they don't know how to assess the quarterback situation So, or and how they're going to try to play. So here's uh, Arthur Smith's thoughts on the quarterback play so far by Desmond Ritter, Taylor Heineke, and Logan Woodside. Uh, been solid. I mean, it's been a training camp. Try to put a lot of stress on them. And, um, all three of them handle pretty well. Uh, nothing's ever going to be perfect, but it, yeah, pretty pleased with all three of them so far. Well, yeah, uh, another thing today was the uh, Falcons defensive backs. They had a little problem with uh, the Miami wide receivers and their speed. Of course, that was to be expected. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Braxton Berrios got, uh, got open deep on them too. And um, it was another kid that caught a deep ball. Um, we put it on online here. I'm going to uh, try to look him up real quick. Oh, that's not my position-by-position position one. We had it in the paper. It's an African name, so I don't want to mess it up. So, but, uh, yeah, so the Falcons, uh, but they played tough, uh, had a lot of um, give and take with the D-backs. Waddle said they, uh, Jalen Waddle said they did a good job. They put their guys in position to, to be technically, technically sound. And here's what A.J. Terrell had to say on the benefits of the joint practice today. Just different faces, like I said, uh, got speed over here, a lot of speed. So, um, you know, we need that. Just going against different different faces compared to our offense and uh, just being able to get a look because, you know, as the season going, you get different looks throughout the whole season. All right, we're going to take a break here. and We're going to come back and uh, wrap up with some news and notes from the first joint practice with the Miami Dolphins. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. 
Hey, the AJC, we have a special offer for you, for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get three months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus, access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. Again, that's subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. Well, all right, we uh, have some notes here from from the day of work and uh, what was going on here at the Joint practice with the Miami Dolphins. They'll go again on Wednesday, take Thursday off, and then play 7 o'clock on Friday evening in the exhibition game. Don't expect the Stars to play much. I would think with Ritter, though, you want to play him. I want to, in the old days, I want to see him play a series, maybe two. Yeah, and a series, maybe two. I know uh, under the old formula Mike Smith would, would work it up to about a half for Matt Ryan and then sit him in the third or sit him in the fourth game and then after, somewhere along the line they just stop playing people all together I think Kyle Pitts got one play and see I I don't I don't espouse that because when you line up to play on September the 10th whatever the the date is for the Panther game and you lining up with your people for the first time you know, I I want to, you know, I, the time is going to be off. It's not going to be perfect. Uh, you know, receivers going to go one way, the balls going go another way. I mean, you know, you see how bad these games are early in the NFL season. It's because they don't practice anymore. Uh, you know, this running around and, um, you know, touching each other down. Yeah, we're saving probably some of the soft tissue injuries. And that's a good thing. But uh, as far as getting your team ready to play, you know, this the what we're what we're doing here at the joint practices is probably the best thing. Uh and they're still not tackling to the ground. But so so that's my uh soapbox on uh <laughs> exhibition games. And um, you know, we're gonna be seeing a lot of guys that are not gonna be in the NFL, but this is their shot. Maybe somebody breaks through and earns a job. We've seen that happen. When the Falcons weren't as talented, you know, with Paul Warloo and guys like that who came through uh, these exhibition games and made the team and so forth. But um, that might not be the case here uh, with this roster. Now, one of the things uh, we did talk to Jerry Gray before practice today to get a read on the cornerback situation. Trey Flowers is uh, running with the first team. Mike Hughes. Uh, you know, they got him at nickel. He can also work some of the first-team snaps. Clark Phillips, oh, well, let me jump to the injury report here real quick because Clark Phillips went down with left ankle. You know, I saw it. It didn't look like, you know, it was broken or nothing like that. So, but And he was able to stand up, and but he didn't want to put too much weight on it. So, you know, it looked like a sprain. We'll hear, hear, uh, get an update from Coach on that tomorrow. And then Miami wide receiver Braylon Sanders left with a left knee injury. So those that was the injury report from the practice today. 
The Falcons did get back Johnu Smith at tight end and uh, Calais Campbell at defensive end. I didn't see much of the offense. So I don't know what Johnu did. And, uh, Calais was not in any of the defensive stuff, the major stuff. But he was out there stretching and warming up and all that kind of good stuff. So that's a sign that he's headed back. The big matchups today for me was, you know, I was focusing on the defense. Want to see how that's coming together. Uh, Wasn't... Uh, Knew the defense might be stressed by the Miami speed, but wanted to see how they did up front. And they did a good job up front. They had 30 reps up front. I counted seven sacks. Some good rushes by Grady Jarrett. And Ryan Hunt was the prime matchup uh, in, the, in the drills. Daniel Oyamata, he's a strong guy, gets a good push. Our guy Justin Jelly Kelly had a nice bull rush. Zach Harrison had a, another bull rush that was good and got a sack. So, you know, we went 30 play-by-play play on that. And the, the Falcons' uh, pass rush got, also got to the Dolphins' quarterbacks in the 11-on-11s, you know, but they let the play extend. So, you know, they could still try to run the play. And also the defense did come away with uh, interception off of each one of the Dolphin quarterbacks. I had Brandon Borders with one. And then Micah Abernethy to end uh, another one to end the day on the um, – they were going on their two-minute drive. So the defense, you know, was was very respectful. Now, uh, offensively, you know, Bijan caught a couple deep balls. He caught a nice one. Josh Ali caught a nice one. Uh, they were working underneath stuff. It's pretty clear that it's going to be a quick – they're working on getting the ball out quick and, and so forth. You know, that'll last for, for a little while, but then they're going to have to push it down the field at some point. But that's what they were working on. Didn't uh, We're going to look at that a little bit closer on uh, tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, we wanted to – because the defense, with all these new people, we felt we need to go there and see how that was coming together. So it looks pretty good. It looked pretty good on day one. We'll see on day two. And we'll see how the um, if they play the starters and then how the backups do on Friday against the Dolphins. Now, uh, offensively, uh, you know, the run it's harder to gauge the running game because they're tagging people down, but it look good. They're tracking their lanes, working on their fits, and the running game is going to be a big part of the Falcons' offense. So we'll get to see that on Friday. Don't expect it to be B. John Corderell and Algier. Your guys are going to be um, a good one and uh, Carlos Washington Jr. So we'll see that and see if the backup lineman can uh, open up some holes and so forth for for the uh, Falcons as they get going in the exhibition game. Now let's just go over a couple more notes here before we get out of here. Jalen Waddle talked to the media today and um, – you know, they're working on their timing in the passing games, too. But he had uh, some kind words for the Falcons defensive backs. He said, yeah, they got a lot of talent on that side of the ball. So they do a good job of utilizing their guys and putting them in positions where they can win. That's kind of the key difference. It was a good practice, good competition. So that's a hat tip to Coach Gray and Coach Steve Jackson over there. One of the big things here uh, for the Dolphins is Isaiah Wynn. They're moving him to guard. He played left tackle with the Patriots. Kind of had a slow start to his career with the Achilles. 
after being taken in the first round 23rd overall by the Patriots in 2018. He played in 43 games, made 40 starts, mostly a left tackle, and he was signed to a one-year $2.3 million deal in May. And so Miami coach Mike McDaniel went on a depth chart rant about, uh, you know, where he's got guys rotating, and he just he says his whole thing is he wants people to get a chance to figure out where they can play and help out. And Xavier and Howard, the uh, Miami four-time pro bowler and one-time uh, one-time all-pro cornerback, he was very impressed with with Kyle Pitts. We uh, first uh, uh, Beasley asked him about, well, what did you think of Desmond Ritter? And he's like, who? And he's like, uh, Desmond Ritter. I said, number nine. He's like, oh, the offense. Yeah, they did pretty good. He doesn't study quarterbacks is what his point was, I thought. I didn't think it was a rip on Ritter. But he studies tight ends because uh, he knew exactly who Kyle Pitts was. He said he wasn't out there much. Uh, I didn't see him that much, but when he was out there, he looked good. And uh, we saw Pitts catching a couple passes over the middle. And Howard doesn't believe he's a tight end. He said, that guy is a receiver. I don't care that they got him listed as a tight end. That guy can run. I see he gained a little bit more weight, a bigger frame. That guy is a natural. So, kind words for Kyle Pitts as he makes his way back from uh, knee surgery here. You know, we didn't see much of him, he's, uh, but he's uh, working his way back, ramping up, doing a little bit more here and there. And now, um, this was also a big uh, national holiday. We should have had a parade down Flowery Branch Boulevard or something because the first official depth chart came out. That's right. And so we posted it online uh Tuesday evening early, you know, that's uh, they had to do their press release for the game this week, and in that is the official depth chart, and we call it official because the team released it. They try to call it unofficial, which makes no sense to me at all. Why are you releasing it if it's not official? So on the official depth chart, running back, rookie running back B. John Robinson is, is officially – Listed as the third-string running back with Corderell Patterson first and Tyler Algier second. Also, Mac Collins is listed officially as wide receiver number two opposite of Drake London. And the other two positions, or Mike Hughes, is listed as the number one punt returner. I told y'all that two weeks ago. He was going to be the favorite. And uh, Matt Hennessy is listed as a starter. At right at left guard with Matt Bergeron listed as number two. Now Hennessy's been out since the first couple of practices. Bergeron's been getting the reps. We'll study and see how we gotta try to see the Falcons one on ones tomorrow. Hopefully we can get a good close look up at at that and see how he's holding up against the these uh Miami uh, uh Miami bigs. They got some big ones out there. So, hey, we're going to get on out of here. We um, appreciate you listening to the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, episode 407, joint practice from the MIA. And uh, we will be down here the rest of the week for the uh, following practices and then the game on Friday night against the Miami Dolphins at Hard Rock Stadium. 
So with that, we're going to ask you to take care and have a great rest of your week. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years and I am still amazed at how rich the city's black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that black people might want to know about. Like historically black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologeticallyATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Oh,